Well, even even with you uh, saying, making that that statement, that's very that speaks to the type of person you are because you've been doing this long enough. Um, that you see, you, you also seem very zen, you know, <laughs> in in that in in a, in a good way, in that you don't, you're happy. Your success is in the process as you go, as opposed to some, you know, uh, golden fleece. Yeah. Or, or, you know, uh, you know, bucket of gold at the end of the rainbow. Some point and, of arrival that right. success has arrived. Right, yeah. right, right. And which, which is another thing I was uh, appreciated about you because obviously, like you said earlier, um, I don't know if it was earlier today or in the last episode, but you were saying how when you fired um, you, you know, your representation, and which makes sense that it happened 13 years in because you'd, you'd been able to sort of see um, the landscape of, of the, the business of show that we're in. Yeah. And you can say, you know what? Why am I giving 10% to this person, 10% or whatever percentage to this manager? And they're really not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Additional, th- that They're plugging me into the same track yeah, that they, they have five other clients doing. Right, right. Have there have there been times? Obviously, you've if you've gone through that, that means you've had your your um, moments of heat where everyone sort of, you know, I think everyone that's sort of been doing this for the amount of time that we've you're, when you hit that, you know, double decades and more, we've all had that that heat. Where everyone's like, oh, hey, he has something. Yep, yep. You know, he's got something. Tell me about, do you remember the first time you had a lot of heat? And then when the, I guess the heat didn't materialize the way your youthful mind may have wanted or uh, uh, your reps at the time uh, had uh, expected it to pan out. Sure. And how you dealt with it. Yeah, I remember it vividly. Uh, it was after Montreal. Mm-hmm. I had done... Uh, new Faces? I, th- I don't think it was New Faces. I think it might have been... They had a show that they called Masters or something okay, like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. They they do... like For, for those that don't know, uh, Just for Last Montreal Comedy Festival. So they have... They they package shows. So they have... New Faces is for the people that the industry industry says... These are the new faces of comedy. Yeah. These are the people that we think are going to come up here and the industry is going to take notice of and you'll see them all in TV shows um, or movies very soon. Um, for comics that have been, that are a little more established and they think these comics have a, have a comedic voice, but they also want to say, hey, network television and uh, movie execs, here are some guys that we think are are strong comedic voices, and you should look at because we think these are the these are the next uh, new guys that are a little older as far as comics, and they've been doing it. And they call these shows the masters, right? And so you went. What year did? What year was this? You, I guess you I was. Masters? I was probably uh, about ten years in. Okay, let's say okay. you know. Okay. So I was uh, in my. You know, th- early thirties or okay. so. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, I did the masters and uh, went really well. Real quick, was were, I'm? 
I'm guessing just based on time, you say 10 years. And so at this point, people are still getting six-figure deals out of Montreal, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was kind of the tail end of like people getting big development right, or holding deals. For, for those that don't know, and I think I've said this before, but uh, Aspen Comedy Festival, Just for Last in Montreal Comedy Festival, uh, the TV, all of Hollywood's uh, big suits at the big networks and even at movie studios, they would converge on these cities for, you know, a week or two every year annually. And comics would present themselves. Um, it was it was almost like a, 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 an auction of sorts. You it's know? like the uh, NFL scouting the, combine, The scouting right? combine, yeah. exactly. They, they, they go, they perform, and... Next thing you know, people would leave and, and uh, Fox would say, oh, you know, we loved Ted Alexandro. Um, I like what he's saying on stage. We think we can make a TV show around that. Here's uh, uh, sign, sign this contract and you exclusively have a year to either work on a show or for us to put you on a show. There's there's a uh, a development deal where they develop a show for you or a holding deal where they hold you to use your talent and put you either in front of the camera on an existing show or have you write as part of a show. Right. So at the time you go and you do Masters, these these uh, deals, which aren't as prevalent now, they yeah. dried up around 04, 05. Yeah. And so back then they are offering those still. Well, this is this is right around that time, actually. Oh, so okay, this, so this is the tail end. This is the, the the last of them. This is the last of it, okay. yeah. And um, so yeah, I didn't I didn't get a deal, but they, you know, uh, I got an agent who you know kind of almost did that typical movie speech of of an agent being like, "Kid, you know, you're going to be a star. Right. Like, do you, do you realize what you just did out there? You know." <laughs> This kind of thing. You know? ah, they always call you kid, but he's younger than you. <laughs> right. You're like, you just graduated. And, hey, kid, listen. Like, hey, kid, listen. You're like, why do you sound like that? You don't smoke cigars. I know, but right. Bernie Brillstein sounded like this, so I figured I should sell it right. too. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. So, you know, they, they brought me out to LA. Mm -hmm. They invited me out to LA mm -hmm. and said, you know, we're going to, do the whole pitch thing, meetings. I like how you corrected that. That means you paid for the flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said they brought me, they brought me yeah. out. Well, I went to LA. <laughs> okay, so they they invited him out and yeah. said, no, but you're paying. <laughs> right. Which is crazy because when you first start, you do think people are gonna pay for everything. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like, they're gonna, you're gonna fly me out. Right, yeah. Right, okay. So they so you're you're invited to LA, you go, you're staying on a friend's couch. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's pilot season. Pilot season. They tell me, uh, we're gonna get you out an average of three, four times a week. Oh wow, they even gave you a number. Yes. That's 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 impressive. Yeah. I'll say, looking back, it was yeah. really impressive and ballsy of them. To we're, gonna, we're gonna get you out at least four times. Because for, for those that don't know, they they send you out on auditions based on the the projects coming in. And some weeks you may go out uh, for two pilots on a Monday, nothing on Tuesday. Yeah. You might have a film audition Wednesday, and then another pilot. Uh, they send the call out on Thursday night. Yeah, they're casting this this uh, pilot. Uh, tomorrow, and they're doing producer sessions on Saturday, so it's on the fast track. Yeah. But then there are other weeks where it's <laughs> and nothing, and yeah. so they make that promise to you. Yeah. And and does it start off that way the first week? 
would you say? I think maybe I had two the first week. Okay. But you suck it up. You're like, all right, you know, right. two weeks you know, in. Getting started, yeah. Okay. And they <laughs> promised three or four a week. <laughs> By the end of pilot season, uh-huh. I think I had six auditions. Oh, wow. Six. Wow. The whole, the whole pilot, which is months, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so it, it was a lot of sitting around, mm. a lot of questioning my decisions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and here's the thing, too. Like, you go out there thinking that you're going to get into television or, or maybe get a part on something or, or even a bit part, something, right? Right, right. Um, but not only was I not doing that, then my stand-up was taking a hit because I wasn't getting spots. I, you know, I was a New York comic, so right. I was established in the New York clubs. Right. But going out there, you're just another guy. Right. So I was performing like once a week. Oh, man. You which, know? which to explain to those of you who don't understand the difference between being a stand-up in New York, one, the various differences of being a stand-up in New York versus L.A. In New York, especially if you're established, you're, you, you can average, during the week, you, you might average, you know, between one and three a night. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends... Now, because I've slowed down. Me too, yeah. We all have, I think. Gone are the days. But there was a time back then, I'm probably, you you two, yeah, you, Russ Beneve, all of us. I think we all probably on a Friday would do between five and seven. Yeah. Because the, yeah. the schedule's allotted. Well, Mike Mike is looking confused, but let me let me explain. Say say you you you're working, so you say you're at the cellar. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the cellar, Gotham, and maybe uh, uh, the strip. Yeah. So th- these clubs each have three shows. Um, eight, ten, and twelve. Eight, at eight ten, and twelve. Club. You can do. You can. Well, no, I'm saying you might do one at the first one at eight fifteen. Eight fifteen. Shoot up to the strip to do uh, uh, an eight fifty. Uh, shoot to stand up New York. Stand up New York to do a nine thirty five, and then just repeat that all night. So you you could do nine shows in a night. Yeah, I mean eight was the most I ever did. But yeah, you just you just go. You know, you hop in cabs and you, you know, if you time it out right, and the clubs are close. And I used to drive. I well, I still drive, but I'm saying I used so I. Even I on nights that, like that? Oh, dude. Well, here's the thing. Park, parking parking is eyes what? Are like what? But here's the thing. I figured out. The trick is, after you work clubs um, a few times on those nights, you figure out, okay, if I'm doing like the Laugh Factory when it was in Times Square, I know I can always park on West 40th between 9th and 8th because all the porno shops over there, so nobody parks over there. So I can park, I know I can always get a spot there, or I can park way down between 9th and 10th Avenue because no one wants to walk that far. Right. So I can park down there. No, no, you know, it wasn't even cheap. It was, if I, I live in Brooklyn, I don't want to be on the train all night and then get back to Brooklyn at 4 a.m. That's true, too. So I would, sometimes I would drive in and park mm-hmm. and get an unlimited Metro card, and it, depending on where you are, like if, and, and I would book them, probably similar to you, most comics, you'd figure out a system. you say, okay, I'm going to work uh, the Upper West Side. So I would do Broadway, Stand Up New York, and the Laugh Factory. So I'm I'm on 42nd, I'm on uh, 50th, and I'm on uh, 70, 78th. Yeah. And then I'm just bouncing between those three. And then you're going to catch Pretty one quick. comic 
that might go down to one of those anyway, you right. know? So, so you're going from doing that <laughs> yes. to going to LA. One a week, one And set. doing one, and what club? Uh, it was the usually improv? the improv. Improv, because like to me, the improv is probably the most generous yeah. to more new, to more comics from out of town, whereas the factory, I find Masada, Masada gives me love. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't, if he's not familiar with you, excuse me, he's not, he's not going to, oh, buddy, I don't know you, so I, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Even if you have your manager call, um, if you have like some TV, some, the re reason I was able to work the, the factory without any type of auditions, because first time I went out there, I was on SNL. Mm -hmm. So, boom, okay. Oh, well, yeah, so, uh, my manager at the time would just call. I remember me and uh, Patrice, we would usually wind up out there at the same time. So we were with Steinberg at the time. So Jason would just call in our our veils. Yeah. Um, like the first two years. I never even called sending the veils until I had been working there probably three or four years. I wasn't on TV anymore on a regular basis. So then he was like, okay, just send send me the veils, buddy. Oh, you used to kind of just show up? I would I would just tell Jason, yo, uh, get me some spots. Nice. Nice. Uh, at the factory, yeah. and the same with him, the improv. And yeah. so, and well, Mike is asking, how do you make money in L.A.? And therein lies the rub. Yeah. As a stand-up, as a stand-up, the protocol is you're really not going to go out there and uh, gonna earn a living. and earn a living as a stand-up. That's that's why most most guys that uh, can earn a living living at stand-up also have like some sort of TV thing popping. Yes. You know, yeah, uh, you have like. Uh, yeah, yeah, like um, um, Eric, geez, he's on Workaholics. Eric Griffin? Eric Griffin and like Chris D'Elia, like these are all guys, Tone Bell, these are all guys that have TV shows. Like Ian right. Edwards, Ian works all three clubs, but he's also writing on, on uh, shows all the time. You know, so yes. it makes it easier to say, you know what, if, like Ian, if I can't get on stage tonight, it's, all, it's okay because I just work. Seven hours. You can pick and choose, <laughs> right? Right. Where you go up, yes. And, and you're not, you're, you're not going to, because I would imagine you got a custom. You're accustomed to doing, like you said, between five and eight shows on a Friday, and maybe six or seven on a Saturday. Yeah. And now you're doing. <laughs> so normally you're doing at between a Friday and Saturday. You're doing maybe twelve to fifteen spots, and now you're doing. One, one spread out the entire week. Yeah, probably not even a weekend. Probably like they'll give you like, it's a like Wednesday or Tuesday Thursday, comedy right? juice. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, it really just becomes an exercise in not falling into depression. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You're just like, how do I spend my days? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of. Uh, one well, of you because you went for you. You were the hot dude. Yes. the summer prior. Yes. Up in Montreal, everybody's talking about you. You're you're the hot commodity. And I think I had done Letterman, and that went really well. Did so it Letterman. was kind of like, so, yeah, so, yeah, it was so like you got some heat behind you, right? And uh, and then I'm just like, kind of hitting bottom of realizing not only am I not getting any acting work, I'm barely a comedian. Right, right, right. Um, I don't really know too many people out here. Right. Um, I'm kind of just like, you know, I was trying to like. I was playing a lot of basketball. I was working out. Okay, okay. Uh, I had my piano you're, you're out there. You're in the best shape of your life. <laughs> exactly. And, and your and your jazz <laughs> jazz uh, playing is on on point. <laughs> yes. Ron Carter should have seen me then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it was you know 
all these things years later, mm. when you have perspective on it, of course. it's a good life experience, I agree. good life I agree. lesson, yeah. but it's hard when you're going through it. Oh, yeah. You know, because you, you question your decisions. You question like, is this the right path for me? Am I, am I going to make it? You right. know? Uh, Whatever but it, it is. Yeah, it, and, but, it, but it speaks to what you were saying earlier that now I think my approach, and it's probably due to experiences like that, my approach is that I, I'm not waiting for a, an mm. arrival point. Right. You know, right. Uh, and Hollis and I talk about this all the time in terms of just cherishing the completion of a project mm. that took years, you yeah. know, yeah. and everything fell into place really well. Uh, so just taking pride in that, mm. taking pride in all of the steps from the Kickstarter to the, the casting, to the writing, to Alec Baldwin, to, you know, everything that had to fall in place for us to do this little project on our own. Mm. Um, so yeah, now I, I do cherish things a lot more, mm. you know, even having just done Craig Ferguson. Right. Uh, you cherish it a lot more. Right. But also it doesn't mean as much in that you're not putting... The, the weight whole, of the world right. on everything. You you're know? not saying I'm going to do Ferguson and the the, I'm gonna, the floodgates of Hollywood are going yeah. to open up for me. Yeah, right. I'm going to kill it and you know right. become a star. You right. Know? It's just I'm going to do what I do. Right. And I'm going to enjoy it. Right. And yeah, and and you just appreciate the journey. You yeah. Know, yeah. That much more. Yeah. That's 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 what Oprah calls her aha moments. But but real talk. That's that's really what success is. Uh, you know, newer newer cats. We'll look at success as being this goal and and like my 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 first my first goal in in i guess my first goal obviously was getting on stage going from model making no. <laughs> and my first goal was was to get on stage but sure. then there was a point i said you know what okay i want to do def comedy jam uh and i had started before def comedy jam premiered but and the reason I say that is because I know there were, I know guys that started post Def they saw Def Comedy Jam, they saw young black uh comics, they said, Oh, I, I want to do that. And then they did Def Comedy Jam and didn't have any other they didn't they didn't have perspective on other not even bigger goals, but just other goals. Yeah, you know, to add to your successes, you know. Yeah. I, I I uh I always like I I I talk about death on stage, um, which is which is funny, be, not funny, but it's interesting because uh, when uh, when Artie Tracy Harris and those guys had that uh, terrible car accident, right be the the Wednesday before it happened, I was in Dallas, and I remember my when my dad passed away, I had uh, I had in order to sort of have some sort of uh, outlet or therapy, I started going on stage talking about dying and and, and funerals. And the, the, but you know what? It wasn't depressing because I was I was putting my comedic spin on it, saying how 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 silly it was yeah. that we're all crying and they're laying peacefully, you know, and and mm. After after funeral, everyone's crying, and then somehow along the line, people decided we're gonna eat afterward. Like like there's something ridiculous. We're like, I can't believe it. Uh, did anyone make mac and cheese? You know. <laughs> but 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 from that, uh, comedy speaks truth, and so I'm on stage talking about 
he's more and then, then I think uh I think what what made me revisit the idea of discussing death was I, Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. uh had just passed away and I noticed everyone was posting pictures. I've spoken about it on here before. Um people were posting pictures of them with Maya Angelou. You saw all these celebrities with Maya Angelou. You saw uh, Alicia Keys and then I even saw Oprah post a picture and I was like even Oprah is is getting in the mourn mourn them but see it's kind of about me right right not just them but remember I knew them see yeah. you didn't know you know right. and uh and so when those guys got into that uh it was it was awkward but um going to your what I what I also think about your comedy and and you also as a as a person you have a a um there's a there's a there's an undertone of uh I was going to say social activism but just activism you you have you have a an activist spirit you were very uh integral to the New York Comics Coalition yes. was that yep, the that's right. New York Comics Coalition yep. uh was there ever a card that we were supposed to carry because no, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> probably get you one, right? Um, that was yourself, uh, Russ uh, Maneve, uh, Tom uh, Shalhoub, Shalhoub, Buddy Bolton, and yeah, and Buddy Bolton. Where is Buddy? I haven't seen Buddy. In I don't know why. I think he's in LA, but I'm not okay, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, where you guys helped the the clubs? The clubs were only paying, I think, fifty. Yes, since the, since 1980, 85 or so, the, the pay had been. Right. 50 bucks right. on the weekends. Right. And so you got them. Well, you sort of got all, you guys galvanized all the comics yep. to semi-unionize almost. Yeah. And you you worked with what, the Directors Guild? It was uh, Guild? after, actually. After, okay. Yeah. Although the Writers Guild helped us too. They gave us a space the to- space, uh, okay. I remember convene. going and meeting and everyone, sort of, everyone. It's funny because comics, <laughs> comics, it started off, Everyone airing grievances, but then it became a well. I got to say something to and get my thought out, yeah. which is what happens with community boards, so to say. But <laughs> you eventually got the clubs to to pay more at least on the weekends, and then up the ante during the week. Yep. And, I, and I, I remember saying back then, I was like, "Wow, this dude, um, you know, is really about it." Because also then, then you subtly, I don't want anyone to think uh, <laughs> think you're like a. Uh, everything that you that comes out of your mouth is what we need to do, <laughs> people. You know, we need to unify. But you were you were part of uh the the um the 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 ninety nine percent Occupy Wall Occupy Street. Wall Street going down there, and I was like, and that's when I was that's when I knew I wasn't about worth a damn because I was like, huh, Ted is about that life because I ain't going. <laughs> I ain't going and standing <laughs> in marching, you know. But I always see you, and and would you? That is the, that's the teacher in you, and that's your parents. My so parents I was too, I was yeah. fortunate enough to meet great parents. Uh, we did we we did a benefit uh, at Gotham. That's right, violence against women. Uh, yeah. The benefit. Dudes against violence right, against yeah, women. You got to say it. Yeah, it's funny because right. you have to say it a certain way. Yeah, it was a violence against women benefit. You know. of, no, but hold on. <laughs> let me. It was dudes against yes, violence but, against women right. uh, benefit. And I got to meet your parents. And I I, I was able, I, I, anytime I meet people's parents, if, if they're good people, I want them, their parents to know. Because people always, uh, I remember at Gotham, uh, my mom was there in Mazzilli. He's like, yeah, you know, you, you did a great job with Dean. He's just, he's a good guy, you know, and I appreciated that. 
And yeah. so I just like I told Tay. It was weird because yeah, it was like, nice of you. Don't yeah. want it to turn into some weird thing, you know. <laughs> So is that it's almost like the improv thing. It's it's it's, it's that fine line. Hey, I said this. Pops, your mom's gave me a kiss, not in the mouth, but she gave me a kiss. So I felt special. But uh, yeah, uh, they said great set, and then I said, no, you did a great job with uh, with with him, man. Yeah. And, and yeah, with making him. Uh, yeah, you guys, whatever you did way back when, uh, I know you enjoyed it. Um, but I I. And actually, as a side note, they surprised me that night. They they didn't tell oh, me they, they were didn't coming. Tell you yeah. they were coming. Oh, I didn't wow. realize until I got on stage they were sitting out wow. there. Wow! Yeah. How did how did that feel? It felt great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. That's I, I think that's the kind of people they are though. They're really yeah. supportive, sweet. You know, they're uh, they love the arts in general, but they right. yeah, they've been very supportive. Were they artistic in their in the, They're their both life? teachers, retired okay. teachers. Okay. You know, okay. uh, lover of the arts, but neither of them really were inclined towards okay. the okay. arts. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, because um, I'm trying to think of like jokes of yours that I like. I always like Jesus Abs. <laughs> yeah. um, Jesus Abs. Because Je Jesus Abs was one of those jokes. That I don't even know if that's the, the, the title of it. Yeah, that's like, it. That's but it. Jesus Abs is just funny because it is. You're like, Jesus, you, you're like... Every Jesus in 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 a church on the on the crucifix, this dude is Cut. ripped. Yeah. He's P90X Jesus, you know. Uh, yeah, joke. Uh, joke, uh, Obama's mother's the real hero. And, and because, and, <laughs> right. But it's, it, it's, it's not only is it funny, but it's also, it's, there's a social. Historical context. Historical context yeah. that, that you're addressing. But also saying to the dummies, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the dummies, I'm not saying any titles. So whoever feels they're dumb, you run with it. But the dummies that are saying, huh, huh, how do we know he was really born here and he's not from Kenya, you know? Right. And you address, y'all, you can probably find, is that on your album? Or That's is that... on, uh, you can see it on YouTube for okay. sure. It's on my okay. YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so go check that joke out. It's just, it's a funny Joke and and that's that's uh with with your process uh, uh as far as writing do the do the ideas some people will sit down and you know every day and write yeah just to clear the pipes right. you know and then out of writing for that amount of time they might find one one jewel mm -hmm. do you, is that your process or are you more the, you're you're kicking it with your friends uh you know you know y'all y'all are kicking it and oh you know what just said something spur of the moment. Let me jot that down or record it in my phone. My process tends to be a combination of uh, writing and uh, saying stuff on stage. Okay, okay. So you like working it out on stage? I do. Yeah. Which speaks to your your jazz and improv background. So those those yeah. sort of uh, did did inf do inform your your comedy? Yeah, for sure. And, and also, again, working with Louis, like he kind of told me, your brain works differently on stage in front of people than it does sitting in a quiet cafe with a pen and paper. Because mm. then it's going from your brain uh, to pen and paper in a quiet environment as opposed oh, to it goes from brain to mouth right. kind of in the uh, conditions of performance. Right, right, right. Where everything's heightened and your, your brain is going to go to places that oh, are that's interesting. unexpected. Yeah. So. And you're taking a chance, yeah. But the thing is, you know, at, at our stage of the game, we, we have the muscle of we know mm -hmm. how to tell jokes. We know how to get a crowd back right, if it goes right. wrong. Uh, so what you're doing is you're, you're trusting your, your tool belt. Your tool belt, yeah. You know, because and you're also trusting your brain because I've seen it happen time and time again since I've been working this way. 
your brain is going to go to places that you it surprises you and, right. and that you couldn't have come up with. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and the crowd pulls it out of you. Right. You, you need that element of the crowd too yeah. because it's it's it just uh, the spontaneity of it. Mm -hmm. I had this joke that I just did on Ferguson actually. It's a new joke. I mean, I, I've only been doing it maybe about a month. Mm -hmm. How I, I say I, I've been peeing sitting down oh, a, a dude. lot lately. Let me tell <laughs> <laughs> That's what, oh, I just, I saw you. It wasn't at the Gotham Benefit. Ah, man, wherever I saw you do that. Eastville, oh, maybe? It might have been Eastville. Yeah. And I was dying because <laughs> I'm at that point now. Well, especially having a family, because at night, if I if I stand while I uh, take a piss, it's loud, right? <laughs> so I'm like, being, to, to, to be considerate of the family, if oh, it's, if it's, God. And the seat's probably usually down already in your house, right? Right, right. So if the yeah, seat's the down, it's 4 o'clock in the morning and I drank too much water at night, I, I go in here, all right, I'll tuck. I'll sit down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tuck it in. And and because then then you're right near the, the, the basin so it's not loud. Yes. Uh, and, and you know what's funny? As I said that, I said that just made it sound like I was trying to say, you see how long I am? It's right near the basin. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the water snaking though. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh uh but dude when I I saw you do that like what you were doing everything else and I'm laughing but then when he did that I I fell out because it take that takes a lot of pardon French balls yeah. to to show that vulnerable side because a lot of people yeah, will will say Oh man, a real man, real <laughs> yeah. man. Well, who says a real man stands up to take a piss? piss. Right, right. That's what's funny. That's what's funny about it. And and to illustrate, you know, that point, uh, it started with that idea of like I'm gonna share this idea because right. it just occurred to me like, oh wow, I have been, I've been sit, being sitting down. Like, why am I doing this? And you, I'm sorry. And what what was funny about you doing it on Ferguson versus the night I saw it was. You just dove in on Ferguson. You said there was no transition. There was no transition. Yeah. You're like, so uh, I've been uh, I've been peeing sitting peeing down sitting a lot down lately. A lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing I've learned as I've gotten older in comedy. Like, I think when you're younger, you feel this need to over-explain and over-segue. Right, and right. let me set Tie the table everything. for this yeah. idea. Now I realize if you have a funny idea, just start just it. Throw it out. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, but here's the thing: I had that idea, and I knew that was funny, and that was working. Uh -huh. But then I finally got the tag, and this just came out on stage one night. Uh -huh. I said, uh, you know, young guys, uh, let them let them stand. You know, they still got a, a strong, a flow, strong flow, flow that you can depend on. I was like, not me. I got a spotty flow. I'm like an old <laughs> like rapper. Old rapper, dude. <laughs> when he said that, I got a spotty flow. I got, uh, and then you you tied in my flow ain't what it used to be. I, I said, yeah, I say I stand there. It's a lot of uh uh and what what yeah, and, yeah. Uh, make some noise. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> that just came out on... And see, that's an example of like... Sitting down writing mm -hmm. is when the idea about peeing sitting down came down. Mm -hmm. Came out. Oh, just, okay. I wrote that down, like peeing right. sitting down. It and, wouldn't have worked if you stood up and wrote it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but then trusting myself to like... I knew the idea was funny, but it needed a landing point. Mm -hmm. So then when mm -hmm. I got the thing about the spotty flow and yeah. the, like an old rapper, yeah. that just came out on stage. Right, okay. You okay. know? I'm sorry? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no. A, week, a week before. A wow. Week, a week before though. Wow. Yeah. 
uh, at a regular gig the week before. And I just knew like, oh, this is great. So not only did I include it in the Ferguson mm -hmm. set, I, I closed with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Ferguson, they don't necessarily bullet point your set and run it. You, they, they, tr they know you and trust yes. you enough. Yeah, yeah. They, they asked for a transcript just to run it right. by uh, right standards and right. by S and P. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man, that's that's as <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. Dude, you guys see it? <laughs> Y'all go on. Uh, you can you can YouTube uh, YouTube the set, man. Hey, Big Ted, uh, uh, royalty as yeah. it were. Bad, I what, what? You coming back for a uh, second week. Uh, make some noise. <laughs> make some noise. Y'all make some noise for royalty and his body flow, son. That's my new name, Spotty Flow. <laughs> body flow is in the built. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yo, man, I appreciate you coming coming back oh, of and, course. And, and rocking out with us and, and, and you know, sharing some of your, your comedy insight. Uh, definitely, I, I always love what you, um, speaking of going to Montreal uh, Masters, I love you wrote something after Geraldo passed. Yes. And, and it was very, it was very, for all those that, that were friends with, friends with Greg and knew Greg, it was, it was the perfect button you know, because so often, like, you know, Joan Rivers passed away recently and, you know, too many comics dying, man. And yeah. Robin Williams, you know, I'm like, yeah. where, the, where the funny people? Yeah. You know? Yeah, man, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, I I remember, because anytime something happens in the, you know, it's a small cir circuit, mm -hmm. you know. Just like with, uh, like with, with Lenny, um, Payan, who, who uh, works on your AD, show, yeah. he's AD. As soon as I saw his name, I text uh, my friend Carrie Lee because she uh, was his second uh, when we worked on Goy Band. Oh, wow. So I was like, yo, I said, uh, my boy Ted, uh, his his uh, first AD is Lenny. She's like, oh, really? She's like, you know, it sucks. I haven't seen him in forever, but we live right around the corner from each other. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. crazy. And um, so it's a small circuit, but... Uh, it's as much as we all, you know, comics at times will get at each other's, uh, get on each other's nerves and, you know, uh, you know, stop talking or what have you. Uh, and then everyone wants to sort of add their two cents. I, like I said, you know, with Maya Angelou or even, uh, you know, any, any other comic passing, Robin Williams passing now, everyone posts their picture that they had and they tell this story and 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 this is not to take away from uh people having their their moment and I appreciate some people sharing their their yeah Robin Williams I met him and yeah you know great stories but there's just something awkward about people making it about themselves you know yeah. uh and what I liked about what you said uh about uh uh Geraldo was uh and I've said told the story before where I was in I was in LA when he passed mm. Uh, or we all found out that he passed, and so was Scalaro, mm -hmm. and we both were we both were at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach mm. the, the night it, the night the word the the word had spread, and then we were both gigging at the factory Long Beach, and we both were like, man, I wish I was at the cellar right now yeah. because because that's for for comics that came up in New York a couple of years back, the cellar was our it still is the watering hole. I don't it's funny, I don't go there as much as I used to because mm. now they're newer comics and most of the guys that we all came up with, you and I came up with, have sort of now graduated and we're on the road more and right. out doing whatever bigger things than uh doing sets. Yeah. And so uh 
So I remember he and I both were able to sort of lean on each other. And as as we we sat, we both had done our sets and then we sat for about two hours. I think the club had pretty much, the show had run its course and we were just chilling there for mm. another hour. And then afterwards, Brian uh, said, yeah, man, you know what? Um, we're not able to be at the cellar, but I'm, I'm actually glad we got to got to at least sit here and talk, you know, yeah. and, and, and we need that. And you, yeah. you, you said something about Greg and you, you started it with the term master, uh, the maestro, a maestro. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, I'm getting emotional now. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it was, it was, it was, it was poignant and heartfelt saying, do you remember any of any of it? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I just remember that it was kind of a love letter to Greg yeah. into that, that aspect of the thing that you referred to as far as being a comic in the back of the room mm -hmm. watching somebody. Yeah, yeah. Greg was that type yeah, of guy that yeah. all the comics and, and even the wait staff, yeah. everything would stop. Everything would stop. And people would just watch yeah. this guy. Um, so, yeah, just talking about that element of, you know, not only his performance mm -hmm. that he could make everybody in that room stop and, and watch and uh, kind of feel like you were seeing something special, uh, but also offstage, how he was kind and kind of goofy yeah. and silly and yeah. sweet. Yeah. Uh, you know, some big comics will make you feel like, like lesser or that yeah. you don't matter. Yeah, or unapproachable. Yeah. Uh, but Greg never really uh, treated people that way. Yeah. He was very inclusive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's actually, it's in my Facebook notes. I posted it there. Oh, okay. It's, okay. In, it's in my notes. Check out, check out. Uh, uh, it's called, yeah, I think it's Maestro. But yeah, it was, it was something that, um, because he was a mentor mm -hmm. and like you say, with people that are a class above, he was a little bit above mm -hmm. me when I started. Right. So this was a guy that I watched. Right. You know, and, and what the cool thing for us is as as we progress, these people that are heroes or mentors mm -hmm. become friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, it was kind of, I guess, a tribute to all of that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely, reading it and now I actually will go back to your page because I, I thought it was very, I thought it was spot on. Uh, uh, it also spoke to the type of person you are that, that, that felt not only enough of a connection with him, but also enough of a connection with him that you wanted to share that uh, with people so people understood the type of person that uh, Geraldo was, both on and off stage. And uh, and I, I put I put you in that same... Like, you're of that class now where... I th now, you ain't dying. <laughs> you ain't dying anytime soon, God willing. Inshallah. Um, but... You're the t you're the cat. Like I said, I'm not sitting through everybody, you know. And that just I think that just comes from like we we're, we've been doing it a longer time. I if I sit in a room long enough and I watch somebody one time, and you can always learn from perform. I I, I love watching performers because I love I love learning. Yeah, I love love picking up and seeing how someone might hold the microphone differently or yeah. or. The, the the inflection that they use in mm -hmm. comparison to the guy that went on before them or myself, you know. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, in, on the road towards enlightenment, you're always grabbing and, and reaching t for some better or greater understanding. And so I think, no, I know that you're one of the comics that 
if comics aren't watching when you're on stage, they should be, you know. And, and so I salute you as as a not only as a fan, but also as a comic, as a brother. And uh, hey, man, keep doing your thing. Y'all check out. Make Thank sure you, you check out uh, the Teachers Lounge. Um. Oh, 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 oh. damn it! On Thunder Shorts. Thunder Shorts. <laughs> a lot of people say that. I was close. <laughs> yeah. I had to think of the Thundercats. The Thunder <laughs> Thundershorts.com. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. You know. Follow all things Ted Alexandro on his on his website. Please make sure you cop his 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 album. I suggest you uh buy the video, man, because it's it's funny to uh. It's funny. That's side note. It's funny. You can tell a comic's good if you can just listen to him, and it's funny. That's that's a, a, a attributed to uh, how great the writing is. But to see it is even. I, as a matter of fact, I remember the first time I saw you. I was like, this dude reminds me because you're physical, and you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, he uses his body. And it was to me, it was reminiscent of how when I would watch Jim Carrey mm. years ago. I was like, all right. All right. You know what? He has that, but he also, I think your writing uh, is stronger as a stand-up than Jim's was. And that, not even, why even make it about a comparison, but just... You do have that element of physicality. Yeah, you have the physicality. Yeah. And I love I love people that perform, too, because I, I like to perform. Yeah. As well as, like, like you said, in your tool belt, some cats are just uh, monologists where they're just delivering the funny uh, lines. And then other people totally dive in and get muddy yeah. amidst the, the material and, and you play. know, you play, yeah. you know, and so you get in the sandbags and, and, and I dig watching, man. So y'all make sure you, uh, you cop his, uh, his, uh, his joint. And I, can I say that, uh, you can get, you can get it on, on iTunes, okay. but if you get it on my site, it's pay what you want. So, Boom. uh, so there you go. You Boom. can, that's, that reminds me of the, the Little Rascals. There was an episode. Remember <laughs> the Little Rascals? Uh, pay as you exit. <laughs> That's right. If That's you right. liked it, and, and they did like Romeo and Juliet, and Buckwheat <laughs> was Juliet. It's Buckwheat. Hi, Buckwheat. There it is. And uh, and they made a gang of loot because people liked it and gave them money as they as they left. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cop the joint and pay as you exit <laughs> on his site. Uh, Make sure you check out uh, Vessi will one day return, I'm sure. Um, but in the meantime, <clears throat> go online and check out his Broke Comedians in Transportation Getting Water uh, and his YouTube channel. And, and maybe he'll he'll return to us one day here in the living room. Uh, like I've been saying, y'all can catch us at the end of uh, at the end of at the end of October. I feel very donkey right now. So I'd like to say that if if uh, if if you if you want to go uh, see me perform and you are in the Chicago area, then I suggest that you come out to the Chicago Improv October thirtieth through November second with myself and Harris Stan. You know Harris Stan because he toured with uh with Patrice O'Neill and with Tracy Moore. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't bring him because Patrice died and Tracy got in a car accident. So uh, I won't be bringing him anymore. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> So y'all check y'all check us out at the end of the month, Teddy Ted man. Thanks brother, oh, thanks for thank hanging out, indeed. man. Uh, we we had we had a blast. Big Mike as always. Thanks for the sounds, 
And uh, and you know what? Y'all can catch me. I'll probably be at Gotham at the beginning of 2015. And as always, and Ted knows, anytime, anytime I uh, play Gotham, I usually will call in people I want on the show. And so you might see Ted uh, on the shows uh, with me. And going it. going back to what I said uh, earlier, because there, there was a time... I felt awkward doing those featured spots on people's headline weekends because I was because ego because I was like, well, I'm, I'm I headline too, but I appreciated him coming to rock out because I just you know what it was? It's just me saying, damn, I want everybody, a my mother and then my family, wife and whomever else comes out. I want them to come see me, but even more than that, I also want them. To, to see people that I think are funny. So I appreciate every time you uh you you uh come out and, and get some love and burn on, on the stage with me, man. It means a lot. Thank you. Pleasure, Thank you. Pleasure, man. Mr. and Mrs. Alejandro, you did a great job. We're out of here. It's the Father Market Pro the Four. It's a Father Market Protocol, man. All things comedy. I am Dean Edwards. Follow. Dean, that was two fingers peasy.